Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. The Bible uses physical food and how it relates to and neutrifies, nourishes our physical bodies as an illustration for the need for spiritual milk and meat, spiritual food for our hearts. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, desire, it's an instruction to us, desire the sincere or the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That's how believers grow in their knowledge of God and in the strength and the heavenly virtue and blessings in their lives is by ingesting the milk, if you will, or the nutrients of the word of God. That's how we grow spiritually, even as we grow physically especially as little children from birth forward, we grow by eating, right? As the creation of God, we don't understand what really happens when we eat food. Have you stopped to think about that? Probably most of us haven't to any real deep degree because it's just second nature. We don't know science, which is simply the study of God's creation, only examines and observes and tries to find out what transpires in people's bodies, for example. But we don't really have much of a clue, especially us who aren't, you know, in that profession of what happens when we take food into our bodies. And obviously we don't question it. We just know that it works, right? Well, that's what happens when we take in the word of God. We don't understand all the intricacies of what actually transpires when we take in the word of God, but we know that we feel nourished. We feel strengthened. We feel blessed. Let me just stop right here and say, friend, somebody listening is probably in a difficult season in your life. You're struggling with something. That's life is filled with those types of seasons. I'm sure you've noticed too. It may be that you can't find rest in your soul. You have an unrest in you. It seems insatiable. Well, the word of God and ingesting more of it is always the answer without fail. In fact, I've shared with lots of people over the last numerous years, encouraging them to drink the healing oil of God's word. Now, we don't understand how it happens, but we do understand that it does happen, that healing and virtue and wholeness begins to flood our being as we fill ourselves with the knowledge of God, which is the word of God. So as I began to say earlier, We don't understand much of what happens when we ingest physical food, but we don't question it. We just keep doing it every day. I mean, have you stopped eating physical food because you don't understand everything about it? You know, you run into people once in a while who, well, I can't understand the Bible. 
Okay. Well, you can't understand physical food either, right? You don't understand what all that's going on when you eat it. So why don't you just stop eating physical food? I mean, that's the logic that they're using here. And this is a person that doesn't know the Lord, apparently, that would say such a thing. Well, I can't understand it. Well, first of all, if you can't understand it, you don't know the author yet. And God's calling you to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ before it's too late and receive him as the Lord of your life. Lay down your life and let him rule and reign in your life as you follow Jesus. That's the gospel in short. So we don't question the eating of our physical food. No, we just eat the food in order to satisfy our hunger, right? God made it that way. And what happens in return? Well, it nourishes our body. Does it not? Yes, it does. And we must have that nourishment. And so must we have as born again believers, the nourishment of God's word. Notice again, first Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk or the pure milk of the word, the word of God. Why? So that you may grow thereby. The only way to grow in God is to learn of him, to be filled daily with the nutrients of God by way of his word. Amen. I love what Job said. I believe it's Job chapter 23, verse 12. He says, I have esteemed the words of thy mouth, he tells the Lord, more than my necessary food. You see, as we grow in Christ, we're going to realize that the most important nutrients we take in every day or the source of those nutrients is going to be the word of God. And that's what we see in Job 23, 12. I have esteemed, I've counted them more important, the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. Now, what does that sound like? Well, it sounds like what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4. He said concerning the word of God, that man shall not live by bread, physical food alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Just as physical food, he uses the word bread right there, gives your body strength and nourishment. So the food of heaven, which is given to us in the King James Bible for the English speaking people, nourishes and gives life his life, God's life, to those who ingest it. In fact, I love the book of Proverbs talks about how the Bible, the counsel of God, the wisdom of God recorded in the word is our life. Chapter three and four come to mind. And chapter four, he says, let thine heart retain my words. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake or not, do not forsake the word of God and she shall preserve thee. Isn't it a blessing that the word of God preserves us at daily nourishes, strengthens, and invigorates us with the spirit and the wisdom and the blessings of God beyond what we can even know. But we know it works just like we know every day as we eat physical food. We don't understand it, but we know it's absolutely a blessing. In fact, do we see wind? Has any man ever seen wind? No, impossible. But we see the effect of wind when it blows through the trees. We see the effect of physical food when we put it in our body and we feel strengthened. We no longer feel famished. We feel we stand up straight. We smile. You ever get that? You know, that some of the ladies kid around about men, how they get like maybe angry or in fact, they created some hybrid word called hangry. In other words, I'm angry because I'm hungry. So we see the effect of physical food, though we don't understand it. And we must look at the word of God that way, that we must be nourished by the word of God. You could read from now to the time you with Jesus. If you just read the same portion of scripture every day for the rest of your life, as an example, it would still nourish you the same. Even 
even though, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, well, I'm just reading this passage again. Well, it's still the word of God. So it's still going to nourish you. Most of us men wouldn't complain to eat steak every night, right? We're not going to go, oh, steak again. Darn it. No, we're going to go, oh, good steak again. We can't wait to get to it, you know? So verse 20 here in Proverbs 4, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep them in the middle of your heart, the words of God. Don't let them depart from your eyes. I love that. That's literal. I want to encourage you to take that literal right now, my friend. Don't let the word of God depart from your eye gates. Let the word of God, notice the eyes, not the ears. I'm not saying you're not saved because you like to listen or can't read the word of God. But I take this literal. There's something that happens when you actually set your eyes that God gave you upon the literal words of scripture. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them, keep them flowing into the midst of thine heart. For they are life. Here we go. There it is. They are life to those that find them in hell, to all their flesh. So the words of God are like the nutrients, the bread, the milk, the meat, which scripture uses all three of those to illustrate the spiritual nature of the word of God into believers and in believers and the importance thereof. So he says, for they are life. The words of God are life unto those that find them and health through all their flesh. If you want life, if you want to be enlivened by the divine life of Christ and to be healthy as a believer, you will let not the words of God depart from your eyes. You will keep them in the midst of your heart. Notice what's going to happen. Verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Listen, whether you're in a season of success or mourning and trial and anguish, one thing's for sure, keep your heart with all diligence. By keeping the word of God flowing into your heart, this passage is telling us, don't let them depart from thine eyes. Attend to his words, and then you're going to be established in the Lord. You're going to have health coming into your life. You're going to have the divine life of Christ flowing into your life every day as you seek the Lord in prayer and the study, the ingesting, the devouring of his words. You're going to be able to keep your heart with all diligence because you're going to have the strength, the life, the health of Christ in you. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. You see, everything's at, at the root of our lives, our hearts. That means in the Hebrew, the source. If our source, our hearts are full of the word of God, we're going to be able to keep, we're going to be kept in our hearts before the Lord and operating from a position of divine strength imbued in us, if you will, and be able to deal with any issue in this life correctly and with the wisdom of God. In the end of Hebrews chapter five, the writer in verse 13 and 14 says, for everyone that uses milk, he's talking about specifically the word of God, the elementary or the foundational principles of the written word of God, as he speaks about in verse 12, is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Now, that doesn't mean he's not saved, but maturity-wise, he's still a self-more, if you will. He says, for he is a babe. Now, the Bible speaks of not in justification or righteousness, but in terms of maturity. In 1 John 2, we see that the scripture delineates between those who are babes, teenagers, and fathers. So, let me ask you this. Are you wanting and desiring, as we know the Holy Spirit would be impressing you in this way to grow 
into the full maturity for which Christ died to grant you? And the answer to that out of every born again believer's mouth who's currently abiding in Christ would be an absolute yes. In fact, that's why we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Let's don't get hung up on the five different types of elders, but the elders of the body of Christ are those who labor among you to exhort you and provoke you to love and good works and help you learn not of them, but of God. It gets you in the word. In fact, if somebody's not getting you in the word, that's a self-serving wolf right there. They could care less about you. They're serving their self. They're building an empire. They want you looking at them. They want you dependent on them. They want to speak of their church empire, which is more like a business in terms of God and his kingdom and fellowship. That was never the intention of the Lord for wolves to come around after Jesus and the apostles left and use the name of Jesus to build their own business. One of the ways you know those wolves is that they're not getting you in the word. They're not even using the real word. Most of them, they use these fake new version Bibles, which is laughable garbage at best. They don't even read the King James Bible. So that's how you know if somebody's of the Lord. Notice in Ephesians chapter four, the Bible speaks of, as I begin to quote here a minute ago, of the eldership calling on servant elders. And I named the five dimensions of them, apparently, and what their job is, if you will, what their duty is before the Lord. And that is for the perfecting of the saints, for the perfecting, the maturing, the establishing in the truth, the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. If you got a real elder that's truly humbly serving the Lord, he's not trying to be known. He's trying to make Christ known to you. He's trying to help you know Christ and to be known of him and to be established in the work of Christ, not to come to him so you can see Mr. Wonderful perform the works of Christ, but to make sure you're doing the work of Christ. The work of Christ is in your heart and coming out of your life and your ministry. I mean, how many people do we know that have been in church, if you will, for decades? They haven't led anybody to Jesus, especially not lately. That's just pitiful. That was never God's design. You telling me that's God? No, that's not God at all. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. I want you to become intimately familiar with that passage. It is the duty of all true elders. If you see an elder who's performing according to God's will and the operation of the Spirit of God, in the Word of God, he's going to be equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. It's not about him. It's about Jesus. And it's about them, not himself. And that can't happen if you're not in the Word yourself. You see, we need to cease being dependent on somebody else. A lot of people run around. They have no leadership in their life, no initiative. They won't shake themselves and say, I am going to serve God, me, regardless of anybody else. I don't need some man or woman to lead me all the time. That's childishness, folks. I'm talking to those that have been saved for more than two or three, four months. You know, take heed to yourself, Jesus said. Take heed to you. Take personal responsibility to know the Lord, to seek the Lord. You know what to do. Just do it. Stop depending on somebody else. Stop acting like Sunday morning at, quote unquote, church, at this church building, so-called, is the time to fellowship. No, now is the time. But if you're breathing, that's the time to fellowship with Jesus, the one who gave you breath and gives you the breath you have now. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat, the deeper truths of the word of God, belong it, the doctrines of Holy Scripture. Strong meat, belong it to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use, hello, have their senses, even their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That comes and begins today with ingesting 
with devouring the word of God prayerfully and obeying it. God is so good. Taste and see that the Lord is good, beloved. God wants you to taste and see that he is good. Psalm chapter 34, verse 8, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, as newborn babes desire, he tells you what to desire, the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That's how you grow, by ingesting the word of God, desiring and devouring it. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Amen. Are you born again today, friend? If you're born again, if you've had all your sins washed away in the blood of a lamb, you've tasted and seen how good God is. And like Job, let us say that we esteem, let us declare today that we esteem the words of the Lord's mouth more important than our necessary physical food. Job chapter 23, verse 12. God bless you, friend. Thank you for listening. Safeguardyoursoul.com. And also thank you for your support of this outreach. Thousands are being reached every day through every means possible across the globe, including in prisons. We drop ship scripture-rich books and literature and Bibles to incarcerated souls all over America. Thank you for your support, and God bless you. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, Scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all Scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners of being reached every month and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting and feel free to visit our donate page on the site and you can use your debit card, PayPal or Patreon and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.